So we're starting this podcast. We're sitting in Regent's Park. It's a pretty decent day. So hey everyone. Or, hey everyone. Hey or like hello. Hi, I'm Serena. And I'm Rick. And I'm Troy. And we're your hosts for this podcast. This is a, this is a project that we're starting just to discuss some issues that um, we've been exploring on our own, like academically or like off on the side. Just some of the things that we're passionate about. Um, I see it as an exploration of culture, fashion, music, what's going on around us, but exploring it from like a new angle, kind of taking it apart a bit. So, Serena, tell me what you're hoping to get out of this podcast. Why do you want to participate in this podcast? Well, I mean, you know, ever since meeting you at Central St. Martin's, I think we have a similar mindset. So I was just interested in kind of what the podcast is about, maybe publishing our work. And we used to talk for hours, right. you know, and with Rick mm -hmm. as well, we used to talk for hours about theory and, you know, the way the world, culture, yeah, so I'm just interested in kind of getting better at communication right. and learning more about how we can delve behind the scenes of fashion and culture. We're definitely on the same page mm -hmm. in terms of that. Yeah. Um, and Rick, tell me. Well, I mainly like the con the long conversations that we have yeah. and every time we have them and hours pass yeah. I just think it'd be interesting to record them and to have them somewhere so I I like that idea I like the idea of recording something and then a few years later looking back and see where your mind was at and I might not be as academically versed as well, Troy just, and no, Serena. No, no, you no, have Rick, a different Rick, background, please. a different orientation. No, I know, but it's it's How intimidating. Many do you have? You have like four degrees? <laughs> exactly. No, like, but you've it's, got more than us, so Yeah, but you might have whatever you have and you still feel a certain way. So Yeah, that's true. That is okay. that is the the like trepidation a little bit, but also just because I might not be able to speak in the same level as Serena or Troy does but I'll be here and I'll try and I'm, I mean I'm interested in in anything and it can be in all the topics that we go to from pop culture to I mean I'll, I'll try some of the deeper more academic things but I think all of it I can have a little bit of uh, Info or my my viewpoints go in. I definitely think that we all we three have like <coughs> unique voices that Absolutely. we that will contribute to the mix. And yeah, yeah, definitely. Own where you're coming from because it's it's unique. I mean, it's, and it's yours, especially in terms of you know the three of us. Like, yeah, yeah, don't put yourself down, Rick, because I mean you know your viewpoints is just as valid as all, as all of ours. That's no, no, so I mean that. Talk. Yeah. I that's that's fine. That's just like uh, one of the scary parts mm. of of doing this and seeing how you two talk to each other and how I might I don't know. So and it's a little intimidating, but that's it. I mean, I, I'm not like not gonna do this. So yeah. I'm still here and yeah. Okay. And I guess the reasons I want to do the podcast is that I always. I like our conversations that yeah. the three of us have. It has flowed, and we can talk for hours. We, we do talk <laughs> for we hours. Do, we do talk for hours. Yeah. And, like, sometimes 
when it's just me or just the two of us or whatever, it's like I it'd be nice to know other people who could join in on the conversation and yeah. I don't necessarily know who those people are. Mm -hmm. Like and um so in a way this is like an invitation to in a, a way to participate that kind yeah. of like escapes the immediate geography. <laughs> like we get beyond this immediate space mm. and then we're kind of presenting subjects that are hopefully interesting that other people would want to talk about. And who knows, maybe someday we'll meet some of them or like get some like I don't know, interesting relationships out of it. Mm. Yeah, because that I really like that feeling when you get to talking to somebody and you can just go on and on topic to topic. I think we had that with one of our guests. And oh, we never yeah. talked to any of our guests, but yeah. one of our guests, like, the the time was just going, and it can go from this to this to this, and it's so interesting, and I don't think that I get enough of that. I get that when we talk to Serena, but we don't even do that that often, so this will keep, keep us on our toes. I think. And by guests, you mean Airbnb? Yes. Because we do do an Airbnb. Um, so, yeah, there, there have been a couple... Like, you're really good about engaging with them more than I am. Because mm. I'm always studying. <laughs> I'm always, like, <laughs> writing or something like that. But he's kind of into our next subject. So what do you do, like, um, in terms of your career? Mm -hmm. um, like, where are you at right now? Where would you like to be? How would you describe yourself? Um, at the moment, I would say I'm an editorial assistant. Um, and it's freelance work. So I help out at Black History magazine. And it's really good because it kind of feeds into kind of what I do on Instagram, which is really important to me. You know, the Georgian diaspora right. Instagram post that's kind of grown and So wait, say the name again? Georgian diaspora. Right. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so that's about multicultural people in history and how they're visually seen. So I really enjoyed that and I've kind of met loads of people through, um, through being at CSM and then through kind of black history and just the people I meet and the more and more I talk to people they want me to do this and want me to do that so I've ended up yeah becoming an editorial assistant I mean I still want to carry on and go into kind of fashion right like purist fashion but with culture behind it so oh, okay so it's almost like that job like you said Rick that job that you want isn't actually out there Mm -hmm. don't, I mean, don't you see that as well? It's like yeah, you're not seeing when you go through the job boards. You don't. I never see the 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 job the want. job that I want yeah. because it doesn't seem like the job that I want is okay. listed. It's there, but I, they don't list it in the in the regular way so, that an accountant might list an accountant job. So what is what is your could could. Try and describe that, and I'll do the same. You, I well, do, yeah, it, like, you describe what the perfect <coughs> like. If you you said that's the job I want, what? How would it? Well, I mean, where are you at right now? And yeah. So perfect? I mean, first of all, I've uh, so we we moved to London, and that was about six years ago, and so we've been at school on and off. So I did one MA, one MBA and another MA that I just finished last year. So after that, MA at Central St. Martin's, uh, which was Applied Imagination in the mm -hmm. Creative Industries. Really cool title, but yeah. yeah, it was interesting. And it was the first time that I did something really different 
and I was actually like immersed in the school part of things. Um, so right now I'm kind of up in the air as far as what to do next. I'm still working on Image Amplified, the website, and all the social media stuff, and um, I'm it taking takes my, up a lot of time. Yeah, it takes a lot of time, and I'm I'm taking my time, and Airbnb is allowing us to do that since we can do that part um, part time. It's flexible, um, so I haven't had to look for or need to look for a job so quickly so I can take my time and I mean finding that job or that perfect job part of it is like well I don't want to work for anybody I just want to work for us and I want to build what we like to do and I yeah I mean because I did seven years of working for somebody and it wasn't that bad but there were some perks. Yeah, there were some perks. Some real downsides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and really just uh, when when you're miserable and you and you really dread every day, and dread going in to do your job. And I just I don't miss that. I don't want to go back to it. I don't want to have to go back to it. So yeah. um, I mean, that perfect job would be just working for ourselves and um, being a kind of an editor mm-hmm. uh, who creates editorials job uh, are you know curating being responsible for content yeah being responsible and like having that make money and even working with teams and and giving those teams opportunities to get paid because people don't appreciate the um, all the work that somebody might put into I mean models uh, stylists uh, hair makeup all of it like Mm-hmm. All of those people don't get paid the the way they should. Yeah. So if we could have something that could allow for us to give that to other people. I think people. in terms of like sustainability, it's like you just yeah. don't want to take and take and take and just put out there and treat it like garbage. It's like, no, create a sustainable system. It may not be lux at first. It may not be like high stakes and super profitable, but at least it's fair mm-hmm. to the people who are participating. And Yeah, yeah. And I mean, so that's that would be... A, a kind of a perfect job which it's also when when you're looking at the boards it's like when I go look for something to wear or a new backpack or it's I don't know what it is until I see it yeah that's true yeah. so that's really difficult because or it may not be there until you make it yeah <laughs> this is it and this is what I'm thinking it's like maybe yeah. the perfect job is literally like you say like almost I would love to just kind of work for myself to be honest, or the perfect job would have to say, you know, we want a fashion culturalist interested in multiculture, you know, that produces, that curates. <laughs> yeah, like curator or like yeah, director creative of director, some type creative or consultant or... Like, you know, with no experience. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's like the drunk that, walk because you have so many... That? Well, it's Well, it's... Yeah, it's like the drunk walk where you... Where you have a job that, you know, is in one field and then you go to another field. Yeah. And then, so you go f- to a few different fields and then at the end of it, you are all the titles that you said and you're oh, gosh, a whole yes, new animal. Yes, No, I like And that. you're so unique. 
at that end that nobody can be what you are because nobody did that drunk walk yeah that is so true that is so true and it's like trying to get that confidence because you think okay they want you to be a journalist and they want you to be because I've done internships I've done internships at newspapers and magazines and yeah and you do have to fit in to a certain mold and then you think I've got all this creative energy though yeah my yeah. own kind of ideas when do you stop going for that and kind of just walking your own path but then it's just sustainability that's true how do you <laughs> like, feed yourself every day i mean yeah because you know you'll I mean? get your spirit crushed this is if it. you do the other work and you never feed that's what i mean i mean i left i was working i got a job and i was working as a community support officer like housing you know and it honestly my soul was dying okay wait when was this this was like in 2013 oh okay okay 2013 and i was like okay i'll just get a job that's what my parents want and the family's like yes you know you're, i'm doing something and anyway i was there and honestly it was like i was just i was just dying and i thought you know what i am going to go to fashion school again and I'm just going to get my degree, and I did, and I just left that job, and it was the best decision I'd ever made, and I went on to do my BA, and then I went on to do my MA at Central St. Martin, so I'm so glad, because if I was a, like, a community support officer, I mean... Don't you just ha sometimes have those jobs that ugh. you have to, like that, that one job I got as a hotel... I, oh I think in a reception. Really? I was there one day and oh my on my lunch break, <laughs> on my lunch break, I was like, oh, I really, I'm, I don't think I'm going to come back. Yeah. I, I don't think dope. this is for me. And so I talked to Troy and yeah. then I called the hotel and yeah. I told them, this is not for me. This is it. It's like you just... Mm. No, you have to no. Yeah, I like. It I can't. Just doesn't fit. It, just doesn't it, fit. it was clear. It was just a clear and present danger. I cannot carry on working here. <laughs> I was going to people's homes and filling yeah. out, um, you know, assessments. Oh my gosh, it was oh. just. It for me. I mean, I'm not putting anyone down that does no. at, at yeah, all. No. It's just I had all that because I went to fashion school when I was like 19 and it didn't work out. Mm -hmm. That's a whole other story. It wasn't then, the right time. Yeah, it just wasn't the right time. And then coming back to it a few years later, it's like, yeah, I'm so glad that I just didn't, like, get into that whole 95 yeah. and da-da-da-da. Yeah. So yeah. what about you? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, well, have you always been clear on what you want to do? No. If, I mean, I've been on this academic track for, like, six years, almost straight through. And I don't know. Um, I like media a lot. Mm -hmm. I like imagery a lot. I like sound. So I knew that I wanted to understand how it works. And so I started with like uh, marketing communications and how ideas are sold. Because everyone thinks they know what marketing is. So I wanted to really know what marketing was. I wanted to learn the theory. I wanted to learn best practice. I wanted to like explore it from the inside out. Because mm -hmm. um, everybody's always talking about being a marketing genius. So I wanted to know, well, what is a marketing genius? Mm -hmm. Like, literally. So then, so I went and I studied advertising. But um, the flip side of that is like going back to the creativity and the, the media side and the artistic side so it wasn't just about business it was also like how business and something like fashion 
and fashion communication, how they can merge mm-hmm. and how they can like impact and pick each other apart and how they can influence each other. And so that's, I guess that's somewhat the heart of why I'm working on my PhD right now. Yeah. Because um, again, it's about media. It's about what people are doing with um, fashion media. It's like the social qualities of it. Um, and it's looking at marketing. So it's that whole big system that people see in an Instagram post and then yeah. they just pass through it. It's like what you were saying about all the work that goes into creating the Instagram post. My initial curiosities are almost exactly the same. They're just a lot richer than I would have ever expected them mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. That makes sense? Yeah. Yeah. What what do, what are you gonna do after this? Um I mean it's three years, is it? It's, it's three years? So you're in a PhD right now. Yeah, so right now, like, I need a project like this podcast, so that way it gets my head out of the books. And when I'm digesting, it's like, it becomes social and much more interesting. I can see myself speaking. Oh, yeah. And writing books and continuing to work with media. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. And... Whether it's through, I don't know, and again, it's like, I don't think it's there until we make it. <laughs> like, it's, I don't want to fit into somebody else's formula. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, yeah, it's more like a, to have my ideas, but then it's about communicating them in multiple formats. Yes, yeah. And taking inspiration and breaking it down. And then, you know, if a brand is interested in it, if a like, magazine is interested in it, if whoever's interested in it, just... That's what I do. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what I do. I just translate. Like, yeah, I can see you talk. I can definitely see you talking and yeah, kind of, yeah, definitely in writing books. I think that's really interesting. I mean, I would love also to work for like a, a small, nimble marketing company. Yeah. Um, who does interesting work? It doesn't have to be like the biggest, but innovative and pushing boundaries that might get noticed like later on. So, okay. So for an example, like for me. What would you? What would your role be in this small business, this nimble business you have? What for for that particular context, yeah. it would be like a strategist, a media strategist. Okay. Um, what's the message? Who is it intended for? And how are they going to understand it? Yeah. And putting it over in in words and ideas and mm-hmm. images that they'll get, mm. and so that way there's like. Like, what's their brand value? Their brand voice? Yeah. Who they are? What's their DNA? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, and you know, and who is it relevant to? So that kind of I like strategy yeah, in terms yeah. of that. I, I like, like that understanding well. systems. I think we keep doing this. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a way to kind of focus our ideas exactly. and our commonalities. Yeah. Or do you want to talk about the Manila Blanik? Gonna talk about the Milano Blanik. Yeah, we can just exhibition go into that. at the Wallace Museum. Yeah. The Wallace Collection. The Wallace Collection. Yeah. I couldn't so, find it at first. I so that's <laughs> that's my favorite one of one of my favorite museums here in London. Yeah. If not maybe my most favorite. Uh, the first time I went to it was in 2006 when I took a 6-week course, a study abroad course. It was like art architecture, art and photography oh. in London. Oh, wow. And the tutor was like this really really old like I think 85-year-old man. <laughs> oh wow. And so he took us to all these places, and that was one of the one the museums he took us to, yeah. and it was just like that. It made an impression then, but I never knew how to find it again. I just knew, oh, they had armor, uh, knight <laughs> armor. So a few years ago, I found it again, and I just like 
I like the rooms and the decor and everything that they have, the paintings and everything is, it's kind of like belonging in Versailles or just the, mm. like the Napoleon rooms and, and the Louvre. It's maybe not as grand as those rooms, but <laughs> it is like a scaled down version and it's, it's hidden. So you have to know where it is. Yeah. It's very hidden, but it's very central behind Selfridges, essentially. So whenever they, we heard that they were having Manolo Blahnik exhibit there, that was a good, a good thing to go to. And I, I liked it. Um, I liked it, the shoes being next to the artwork that may have inspired the shoe. So it, that for me made all the difference. Yeah. Like, I mean, I appreciated an exhibit like the Alexander McQueen, where it was just his, like the VNA. Mm. And but, I my expectations for a Manolo Blahnik exhibit were not like high. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because yeah. I don't know that much about it. Like I know like Louboutin, for example, a little more because yeah. someone like David Lynch will take a Louboutin and do like an installation around it, mm. and that's how I learned more about it. But seeing that, seeing the Manolo Blahnik shoes in that kind of context where you can see the echoing of the detail and like in the paintings and everything it just made all the difference yeah it, it was like some of them came out of the paintings yeah or the the women in the paintings were wearing the shoes and yeah I mean I the only thing I really knew about Manolo Blahnik I mean I do know some but Sex in the City and yeah, that's uh, really Sir Jessica Parker's yeah. obsession yeah. with with the shoes. The shoes. Yeah. Um, the buckle and, yeah. Yeah, so that was like, oh, that's a name and that should be interesting, but I was mainly excited about the museum. But, yeah, I liked it. What about, I like the did museum. I thought I'd actually been there before and I got lost trying to find it around the back of Bond Street. And, yeah. But I found it eventually and it's quite, it's, it looks quite compact, but when you go in, it's huge and it's all kind of ornate and very ornate beautiful wall coverings silk wall coverings you've got like a blue room a red room a green i mean the smoking room yeah the smoking room the the chandeliers are amazing and at first i have to admit almost the rooms were so ornate that the shoes kind of were lost Mm. But when you kind of get into the detail and you look at the shoes and you look at the paintings and then you kind of pick out the detail. Yeah, because some of the shoes I I didn't even notice that some of them were by the fireplace. Yeah, and I missed them and had to go and have a look and see what the connections were because the rooms are so kind of so opulent. (laughs) My goodness. There's a lot to see. There's so much to see. Can you imagine living in that time with the big dresses and the wigs and the hair and Marie Antoinette. Yeah. (laughs) Except not getting your head Chop yeah, off. Not your, no, not at that time. When you're on a when you're on a, when you're on a swing and a guy yes. looking at your, sk- <laughs> your skirt, I'm more interested in that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I think the shoes like helps me appreciate the space even yeah. more in a new way. Yeah, it was almost like inverted. It was not like it wasn't it wasn't like a one white wall room after another mm. with like in, stuff in it. It was more like this is what's here and. What's in here inspired the shoes. Yeah. And so it made you look back at the room and like the artwork. Yeah, it made like it, yeah, it did. It made it gave it more of a story. And that's why I think fashion um, is an important cultural object where you can see fashion because it tells a story, you can pick stories out of clothing. 
Right. You know, and they all like um, have layers to them. And I think it's important and why fashion is is going into the museums more and more and more. You know, that's what we were learning on our course. Right. Like every that's built in like built into fashion, like designed into it. But then also what happens to it as it's used and it becomes like lived in and exactly. it takes on like this whole other like, Exactly. Material culture it has, it speaks and it has meaning and it was worn. All right, so this was a good conversation about the Manolo Blahnik exhibit, but you know us, we could go on and on about it, talk about it for hours. So let's stop it here and wrap this one up. Yeah, and uh, within the description, we'll add some links to the museum if you want to go check it out. Even if the Manolo Blahnik exhibit isn't there, it's still worth it. Uh, like I said, it's one of my favorites. So, and any other links that we have, like for the uh, diaspora Instagram, yeah, um, and anything else, like in in future podcasts, we'll try to make the description and include some links, and that way you can look into what we've been talking about further, if you want. Um, okay, and also tune in next week. So I think, what do you think? We'll talk about the Madonna album. Yeah, Madame X. Oh yeah, yeah. we should talk about the Madame X, and then. Um, yeah, that's good. So we'll talk about that next. Yeah, week. that's a loaded discussion. So it might be a bit Definitely. longer the podcast, uh, uh, but it's worth it, and it's definitely worth it to. She's worth it, and it'll be a good, good conversation overall. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening this time. Thank uh, you. And all right. Hope you found it enjoyable and interesting. We'll see you next time. All right. Bye. Bye.